Controlling the senses means restricting the activities of the senses. There is no meaning to controlling the senses without restricting their activities. This idea that we can be happy by controlling our senses is completely opposite to the materialistic concept of life. Can I can remember what to say? That the idea that one can be happy by controlling his senses is completely opposite to the materialistic concept of life. In the materialistic concept of life, it is considered that one has to enjoy the senses as much as possible. That means that one should not control the senses, one should indulge the senses. Especially in the modern age, this idea is very much promoted. We can practically see over the last 20 years or so how the whole culture of India has changed so much. They have so much adopted the Western way of life, which uh, in the Western world the idea is to stimulate the senses as much as possible and indulge them as much as possible with the idea that you should always be doing something for enjoyment. That's why they have the idea you should always have a walkman in your ears or walk around with some, they call them ghetto busters in America, these huge things they walk around and they have this, all the time there should be some rock music, ba-boom, 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 going on in your ears. Etc. It's like, you know, big... 80 watt or something, portable speakers. So when I was a kid, there used to, used to be songs like, I love you! <laughs> of course, I've been out of the West for many years now. But as far as I understand, in between, they introduced many kinds of songs like, Baby, I want to cut your throat and all this kind of thing. <laughs> More realistic. <laughs> There's some famous uh, singer. Something, some horrible name. No, the, the name itself is something like, certainly something like Jack the Ripper or something like that. Scarface or something, I can't remember. I can't remember. Sid Vicious, that was it. Sid Vicious. Vicious means nasty. Vicious means someone who's, who, they deliberately want to do nasty things to you, like slitting your throat and things like that. So this is actually the result, now we're laughing here, but this is actually the result of this materialistic culture. You may think why we're talking about, actually this is called punk rock music. Punk rock. I never, I heard, I've heard of all these things, techno rock and all this. I never knew what it was. You also don't. So one night I was in uh, Belgrade and I found out what techno rock is. Belgrade is a city which used to be in the same country as most of these gentlemen are from. Okay. So one night after our program, at about 12 o'clock at night, they started the Techno Rock Party, which basically consisted of a very simple heavy drum beat, ba-boom, 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 over and over, all night, very extremely loud, interspersed with some kind of noise from guitars and people screaming. And that was the music. <laughs> and apparently people take drugs and then they just dance all night. I didn't look out of the window, hellish rakshasas and rakshasis dancing. Now again, to come to the point, what's this got to do with Bhagavad Gita? Well, actually everything can be related to Bhagavad Gita. 
So don't go and eat uh, some meat and say, well, it's all Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, that's also described in Bhagavad Gita. By eating meat you go to hell. So it's also in Bhagavad Gita. But the point I'm describing here is the effect of uh, uncontrolled lust. It's described by Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita as Nityavairi, the eternal enemy of the conditioned soul. And Krishna describes in Bhagavad Gita how lust becomes transformed into anger and complete forgetfulness of one's proper position. Who can say those verses? Jayato Sangateshu Pajayate Sangat Sanjayate Kama Kama Krodho Vijayate Krodhat Bhavati Sammohat Sammohat Smriti Jit Brahmaha Smriti Brahmshat Buddhinasho Buddhinasat Pranashati Translation? Anyone can say? Say in the mind. Jayato Vishapunta by contemplating the object of transmutation. You can look at why don't you say it in English and you can see the it's around two forty two something like that? Two sixty two. I never learn the numbers. Yeah, go on saying in English. by contemplating the objects of transmutation, one develops attachment for them. When the lust is not satisfied, or maybe even if it is satisfied, because then one's frustrated that I didn't get the happiness I was expecting from it. Either way, one becomes frustrated. Either the desire is not fulfilled or it is fulfilled. One becomes frustrated. Then, Kodat Havati. Everything is spoiled, everything is finished. One falls down, Prabhupada translated. So you got that? So this describes the effect of uncontrolled senses, that if we simply uh, allow the senses to be completely uncontrolled, then actually we become fallen to the level of animals. That is the difference between a human being and an animal. A human being can discriminate on the basis of intelligence, what to do and what not to do, what is right and what is wrong. An animal cannot. So in modern society they think, well, we're very advanced because we've given up all these old restrictions. But we see that people actually become degraded to the level of animals. They're constantly wanting some sense gratification. Like this, we should always hear some music, and we should have all pictures of sense gratificatory pictures in our homes, some uh, pictures of men with big muscles or very beautiful women, or some fancy car or something like that. Uh, we should always have something for the tongue. Cigarettes, coffee, tea, bubble gum, pan, something. Always put something in. Always there should be some taste, all the time, constantly. Yep. So in this way they're promoting that all the senses, all the time, should have some stimulus. With the idea that this will make us happy. And in the modern age, in the Western countries especially, this has been taken to the extreme. Just like I was saying about this music, that people, they wanted some 
heavy music for dancing to, and then the, it just becomes completely degraded to to the point where the music actually is not even really music. It's just some kind of absolutely hellish noises, the kind of thing you might expect to hear in hell. I mean, really. I mean, <laughs> you hear the voices, it actually sounds painful. The way that, oh, baby. <laughs> actually, they sound like they're suffering, which they are. <laughs> Now another thing is, uh, I was saying like this music, I, I, it's not a joke actually, I was saying they used to have the lyrics that I love you, but now they have things like, no, I want to cut your head off, <laughs> all these kinds of things, slowly, so it hurts you more. So, um, actually this is because that, unfrust, uh, that, un, that desire for sense gratification, when the frustration comes, then anger comes. So violence is the natural companion of uh, violence, anger, these are the natural companions of lust. In Bhagavatam, Krodh is described as Kamanuja, or the younger brother of material desires. means anger is born from the same source and just coming after lusty desires. And we see... Uh, in the Western countries, because they, this idea actually comes from Sigmund Freud, that that the people have his idea is that people have psychological problems because they don't indulge their material desires, especially their sexual desires. How many people heard of Sigmund Freud? Sigmund Freud. You don't know how much he's influencing your life, even though he's dead and gone a long time ago. So. Due to this, they thought that all these restrictions on sexual activity, these are, these are all wrong, these are bad. So this has uh, been, these ideas have been very much instrumental in what is called in the Western countries the sexual revolution, which is a very high-sounding term for living like animals. <laughs> that uh, there's no restriction, just do it. Whenever, whatever you feel, you, 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 if you just should satisfy your desire, that's all. No restriction. So you'll find that uh, people, they have no shame even to try to seduce someone's wife. They have no shame to do so. I practically saw on a plane once, the plane was full and the husband and wife got on late. It was pre-seating, so they had to sit in separate parts of the plane. So in the row I was sitting in, there was this this woman who was this, and then the, and then there was a man, and he just started talking to her, saying, "Oh, you're very beautiful," and all this, and then they exchange addresses. And, you know, <laughs> said, "When I come to that city, I'll come and see you." Completely shameless. Her husband was just sitting, just sitting a few rows away. So that's the idea that you should just enjoy. It doesn't matter about any such social restriction. And uh, so many things, homosexuality, it's come. Now in America, if you, if you speak against it, it's illegal. In many states. <laughs> if you say anything against it, it's illegal, and then you, you have to be, you have to go to, uh, then you have to go to prison or have a fine or something like that. Now you may think that, well, why are we discussing all these things? It's supposed to be a religious assembly. But actually, these are the realities of life.
that we are living in. India is so much anxious to take up the Western way of life. But we understand from Bhagavad Gita that this is actually the path leading to hell. Sri Vitham Narakasyedam Dwaram Nashanam Atmanaha Kamat Koda Tatalopas Tatsmat Etatrayam Kajit. Bhagavad Gita Lord Krishna says there are three paths leading to hell, namely lust, anger, and greed. Therefore, these three should be given up. But in the modern materialistic culture, we don't even recognize these things. We, we're just participating in it, but we don't even know what we're doing. On the TV, if you watch, you'll see, I haven't watched, but I'm told, you'll see young unmarried boys and girls mixing up and laughing and joking and boyfriends and girlfriends. And you think, well, that's normal. Then you also do. Now there's all this thing in India, boyfriends, girlfriends, which was completely forbidden. You don't have any words, you see, even in your language. There probably isn't any words because there's no such thing in the culture. It won't be in Tamil. Only the advanced English-speaking people will understand this. Previously, you see, the parents in India, they wouldn't allow their daughters out without an escort. They were so much protected. And now they're very proud if they become a beauty queen. How degraded. They become proud an Indian has become Miss Universe or something like this. Vishwa <laughs> Hindi. I know. In Hindi they say Vishwa So it should be a matter of shame that an Indian woman would parade herself on the TV in front of so many people. But that's the cinema culture is already there, so why not go international? Why only show to India? Show to the Westerners too. And this is all the influence of the demoniac society. Because the demons, they have no idea that we should control the senses. They say only we should indulge the senses and enjoy. And they think they'll be happy like that, but actually they're suffering so much. They have all these foolish meetings to try to stop wars. There's no question they're stopping wars as long as they're engaging in sense gratification because crowd must follow karma. Prabhupada was once asked about, well, how can we have peace? How can we stop war? Prabhupada just said, people are eating meat, there must be war. They're causing violence to other living beings, so the karmic reaction must come. Violence begets violence. They, you see these Americans, they're talking about we have to stop terrorism, therefore we have to bomb all the Afghanis. <laughs> and when we do it, it's, that's called justice. But uh, you see there, how many millions of cows are they killing? That's not terrorism. Cows, chickens, so many living beings they kill. They make, they're always talking about this, uh, how Hitler killed the Jews and the Holocaust. They kill uh, more animals in one month than Hitler killed any Jews. And actually the, uh, the, the white man came to America and they killed 50 million American Indians and you don't ever see them talking about that. They're estimated, they don't know idea. So their whole culture is one of violence and then they, and then they have peace meetings. They sit there and eat beef at their peace meetings. <laughs> their desire for peace is only that we, we shall live peacefully and enjoy sense gratification. It's not okay. possible. So as Prabhupada often said, this Krishna conscious movement is a declaration of war against the materialistic society. Yes. They're also fighting. But our fighting is not with guns, but to... Our fighting is to destroy the 
demoniac intelligence and to replace it with clear intelligence. Practically we can see, you see uh, the devotees here, they're all going out distributing books door to door. But practically you can see, even so-called educated people, their intelligence is so confused. So many anxieties, no idea of what the purpose of life is. Practically we can say that the whole way of life in India simply centers around money and sex, that's all. So naturally people are totally frustrated. So some people they go to some sadhu to get some relief. But they don't want to give up sense gratification. They think the sadhu will, it's like you go to the sadhu and he blesses you and you feel a little peace and then when you get a little bit recovered, then again you go back to your full sense gratification. <laughs> Nowadays more and more it's becoming that sadhus they're supposed to treat like stress control and all this kind of thing, which is nothing to do with, with understanding what the soul is, just stress control. That means you live in your demoniac way of life, but when the stress becomes too much, you learn some meditation technique or some, something like this. Simply cheating. Or even these sadhus, they say, you just believe in me and you will feel peace. I smile very nicely and people say, oh, what a nice sadhu. But if they claim to be a religious teacher, but they don't teach you who you are, what is your relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, how you can actually achieve peace by giving up sense gratification and surrendering to Krishna. If they don't teach things, then they're simply cheating. Even people, they appear to be very good and very nice, but they're simply cheating. Because you can never be happy by sense gratification. Even if they teach you, be good, be kind, be considerate to others, they don't teach you to be Krishna conscious, it's still all cheating. There's all this being good, being kind, being nice, people, all these social manners and dealings, it's all just so that people can live, to, live with each other more peacefully for sense gratification, that's all. They have all these, these people, they're teaching this uh, proper business ethics and win-win and all this kind of thing. Huh? Well, especially there's a whole school of new business ethics in which they're trying to teach that, you know, you deal people nicely with business and then they're nice with you, but it's all bogus. Business doesn't work like that. Business is I cut your throat and either you cut my throat or you cut my throat. That's the fact. That's how business works. All the, all the offices and all the businesses, they're all full of office politics and all these things. So all these ideas that people are teaching, be good, be nice, without Krishna conscious, it's all simply cheating. When we can understand, when we actually understand what's in Prabhupada's books, we can understand how revolutionary they are. We find that our previous acharyas, they were mostly speaking against the path of Karmakanda and Jnanakanda and establishing Bhakti as the topmost path, which Prabhupada also does. But he also speaks he also speaks against the degradation of modern society, the cheating of the scientists and all these things. Because previously and the Acharyas were preaching in a society where Vedic culture was still prominent. And people still had a general idea that life is meant for dharma. But now we live in an actually completely godless age. <laughs> Otherwise, how you see all these cheaters and bogus so-called incarnations, how could they become popular if people weren't just completely fools and rascals? 
Don't use Prabhupada's gas as soon as you go down. It's not meant for that. So otherwise, how how is it that the, uh, the government can allow so many people to call themselves God? They punish them for cheating. They're celebrating India's independence. It's coming up Republic Day. But it should be a matter of shame. They should fly the Indian flag at quarter mast maximum. Why did they want to keep the British out? If they allow um, wholesale cow, cow slaughter in this in this country, and what what was the point of getting independent? What's the use? It's such a demoniac society we live in. People, uh, they have no idea of this basic point that sense gratification means degradation. Unrestricted sense gratification means no, degradation. The people are so degraded they don't even recognize that they're degraded. Just like meat eating, alcohol drinking, it's completely normal in Indian society. It's so degraded. So we have a very great task. What to speak of India? There's the whole world. People are so confused. The whole education system is teaching so many bogus things. In the school, I've seen the school books, they teach that in India that you know, these are the foods, fruits, vegetables, meat, fish, eggs, these are all the standard foods we have to eat to be healthy. And so many things that, that, so many, that uh, we can be, we shall become happy by having more and more, more and more cars and facilities in our homes. If I've seen this in the school books that teach us that we, yeah. as we get more and more facilities then we increase human happiness. It's totally totally bogus. And then if they go to some so-called sadhu, they're also completely bogus. They're practically teaching the same thing. They may say, oh yes, you'll be a vegetarian, but basically they go, you go on, you be spiritual, but at the same time enjoy everything material. That's your main goal of life. And even the Shankaracharya is now making a big educational project to teach people how to get computer degrees and all this kind of thing. So that people can work like asses and get jobs in the computer industry. That means they're totally compromised with the modern way of life. What does it mean they're wearing a red cloth and they're chanting some Sanskrit? They're more cheating because they're representing themselves as being spiritual and teaching people to engage in totally materialistic activities. Sometimes they open spiritual schools. All day they teach them all these things. We eat meat and we feed fish and we eat eggs and get your degree. And at the beginning for 10 minutes they chant Om Hari or something like this. They say, you know, it's very religious schools. Teaching them Darwin's theory and so many bogus things. So it's a very difficult age. It's full of so much cheating. So our request is uh, chant Hare Krishna. Study Bhagavad Gita as it is. And don't be cheated. Of course we're living in this hellish society and to some extent we can't avoid its effects but we should keep our consciousness very clear what the actual goal of life is so as not to be victimized by this modern demoniac society on top of that we should do something to try to change this society by preaching Krishna consciousness we can also take very real steps in our lives to uh, change our lives as I'm often, often advising people that if you if you want to want to speak about religious life in your home, if you want to have any sanity or peace, then the first thing is get rid of the TV. And usually when I say this, people laugh as if it's some kind of impossible, ridiculous proposition. TV is the main thing in the home. That's why we're saying to get rid of it. 
Because every moment it's just filling up your consciousness with lust and greed and envy and anger. At every moment the sights and the sounds just completely pollute the consciousness. So anyone who wants to be sane, they should never watch this. The people are saying, how big is your TV? If it is 18 inch, 24 inch, 32 inch, ours is zero inch, no TV. We have our beans. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, 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 Hare but you have to see, you see, in the name of being practical, then you're simply living a miserable life and your future after death will be uh, absolutely miserable. You have to suffer for sinful activities. But Mostly in the modern age, people's brains, are, their consciousness is so dull that they can't actually decide what is good for them. They just follow what everyone else does. We see that almost everybody, including the so-called highly intelligent people they may be studying at IIT or whatever, they're all actually extremely foolish and unintelligent. But I'm not saying this for entertainment. I'm not just saying this to make you laugh. It's, not, it's a very serious subject. Because for all their so-called intelligence, they never once in their life stop to think, why am I doing what I'm doing and what is the purpose of life? And they see everyone else all around them is simply frustrated and, and they want to follow in the same way. How foolish. All right, we'll finish that. How do you